0: Hi, I'm Arnav Rostogi and this is Satvik And together, we are co-hosts of The Backfield Rift. Thank you for tuning in. And in this episode, we'll discuss the highly disputed picks of Jalen Hurts and Jordan Love and the short and long-term impacts of these selections. Let's get right into it.
1: As an Eagles fan, the Jalen Hurts selection came as an enormous shock. But After thinking about it, I'm glad that they drafted Jalen Hurts, because what this move tells me is that the Eagles have winning football games as their number one priority, and that is the most important thing for any organization in the NFL in order to succeed. But this doesn't mean that they don't believe in Carson Wentz, as they did draft Jalen Rager, and they drafted many other receivers and also traded for guys like... Marquise Goodwin and put the pieces around him. Looking at Jalen Hurts, there's this narrative that he's going to be a Taysom Hill type player in the Eagles offense and I believe that that's completely wrong. Hurts is a talented runner of the football but that's not why the Eagles drafted him. They drafted him because they need a healthy backup quarterback to put in if Wentz goes down and they need that Solid backup option in order to stay competitive, like what they had in Nick Foles.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you here. You know, I think the narrative, as soon as Jalen Hurts was selected, the number one thing that I heard was, Tase some hell, Tase some hell, Tase some hell, some hell. It was just so perfect for the Eagles. Like, they have their main guy in Carson Wentz, it's the same way the Saints have their main guy in Drew Brees. And then they're able to use this sort of versatile quarterback runner. He can catch the ball, or I mean, he can turn into someone who can catch the ball. He's, he's their super flex, as we were talking about in the previous episode with Taysom Hill. But I don't look at Jalen Hurts as a Taysom Hill. I look at him as a Teddy Bridgewater. You know, especially with this, Organization like with with the Saints with the Saints organization, when they got Teddy Bridgewater from the Jets through the trade, they showed that their organization was all in to win. They had their insurance policy and they were ready to compete for that top notch spot. So even when their high, uh, they're, the the piece that the glue that keeps their team together, the quarterback goes down, they have someone who can. You know, the temporary glue, a temporary solution. And that's what Jalen Hurts is. He is that backup that shows the Eagles are committed to win. And as you appointed to, they put pieces around Carson Wentz to help him. Jalen Rieger, their complete overhaul at wide receiver. Jalen Rieger, they drafted a couple other guys. They traded for Marquise Goodwin. And now it, you have Zach Ertz. Last year they drafted Dallas Goddard. You know... Now that receiving core is top five in the league, I would say, at this point. And then you look on defense where they added Darius Slay. You know, this team is committed to win, and they've shown actions towards that. And anyone who believes that Jalen Hurts is a Taysom Hill type of guy is very, very delusional. Jalen Hurts is a backup that the Eagles drafted as an insurance policy to show that they're committed to to winning games. And I'm not trying to say that he Jalen Hurts is not going to be used in different ways. Yes, there's going to be one of those plays where he, you know, he takes a direct snap from Wildcat. There's going to be those type of plays. You know, Doug Peterson draws up. He drew up the Philly special. You know, anything, anything is possible when you do something like that in the Super Bowl. But Jalen Hurts is not a Taysom Hill.
1: And also, when we're talking about that super flex position, and if the, even if the Eagles plan to have a quarterback that is also used as a runner, they had Greg Ward from last season who is currently a receiver, and he made some great progress as a wide receiver. But they also brought him in to take direct snaps, and he ran the ball a few times. And they possibly could take that avenue as well if they're looking to have a quote-unquote Taysom Hill type of player. But what I really see here for the Eagles moving forward. The best case scenario for the next three to four years, Carson Wentz stays in perfect health. Jalen Hurts doesn't even have to see the field. But having the opportunity to learn from Carson Wentz, Doug Peterson, and that coaching staff, Jalen Hurts is going to be definitely a better quarterback than what he is today. Three or four years from now, with the experience that he gains from being with the Philadelphia Eagles. And if nothing else, the Eagles may be able to trade him for a second round pick, maybe more, like the 49ers were able to trade Jimmy Garoppolo after you, having. I, I'm sorry, the f- <laughs> uh, New England Patriots were. Able I was to just
0: trade. about to correct you.
1: Yeah. So, as I was saying, so all in all, personally, I am glad as an Eagles fan that the Eagles took this decision because it was painful to see Carson Wentz go down so many times and that's not all on him like his playing style you know that playoff game that's a freak injury the concussion stuff like that but if at all you know knock on wood Carson Wentz does go down I believe that the Eagles have a guy that they believe in in Jalen Hurts and they can develop him into a good NFL quarterback.
0: You know, you read my mind in terms of where I was going. That was going to be my exact same question. In 3 to 4 years, where do you see Jimmy Garoppolo? You know, it, it, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo, sorry. Jalen Hurts. Where do you see Where do you see Jalen Hurts? Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo got everyone confused. <laughs> um but in 3 to 4 years, where do you see him? Does I definitely agree with you in the sense that he's going to soak up so much knowledge. You know, you know in in that system with Doug Peterson and uh, Carson Wentz. And he's going to definitely see the field in those week 16, week 17 games. Uh hopefully, you know, the Eagles will ha- will have clinched by then, and so we'll be able to see what Jalen Hurts has learned and how he, you know, sort of runs the offense. But the real question for the Eagles here is in three to four years, how do you see this selection benefiting you? Does Jalen Hurts turn into the Jimmy G type guy where he's very, very successful quarterback? Despite his small sample size, you know the knowledge, the skill set, and the tools are there, and you trade him for a very, very like you trade him for a second round pick or a, a second round pick in a player, maybe a first round pick, if, you know, he's highly coveted in the market at that time. Or does Jalen Hurts sort of become that A.J. McCarron, Brock Osweiler, journeyman type backup quarterback. But, you know, that all depends on, you know, what happens with Jalen Hurts, you know, how much he learns, what, what, what he does in that Eagle system.
1: Yeah, there's definitely a lot of variables here, and it's hard to tell what's going to happen. But I think, for the time being, Jalen Hurts is in great hands with the Eagles, and he's a great guy in the locker room from everything I hear. So... All in all, I think this is a good move for the Eagles and it's definitely gonna benefit Jalen Hurts.
0: Another quarterback who's in good hands is Jordan Love, I would say. You know, this is another very, very controversial, very controversial selection Um with Jordan Love because I'm sure you and me both before the draft we thought that the Packers were going to take a wide receiver or get some help on their uh, abysmal rush defense last year. They were going to get some help. Instead, they decided to take Jordan Love and they don't they traded up for Jordan Love, which shows that they were they wanted him, they wanted him bad. He was very very high up on their draft board. That's what that tells me. And they did draft Jordan Love to become Rogers' successor. I believe that he will, in fact, become Rodgers' sele- uh, successor. But why? Why not help Aaron Rodgers? Why draft a quarterback to succeed him?
1: So I think, I think I have the answer to your question. The reason they did this is I believe that the Packers organization right now does not think that they have the roster to legitimately contend for a Super Bowl. They aren't just one receiver or one defensive lineman or offensive lineman. They're not just a few pieces away from all of a sudden going out and winning the Super Bowl. I think they're planning in the upcoming years to rebuild this team from the inside out by that draft good offensive lineman. And in a few years build a good supporting cast around their quarterback and hopefully if that is their plan Jordan Love will be able to take over the reins from Aaron Rodgers and this franchise will be in better conditions
0: yeah I mean you're you're not wrong there are glaring holes on this Packers team as much as you know they went 13 and 3 last season but that record is very very deceiving i mean we saw the way they were exposed in both the 49ers games last year and we saw the way they struggled in the playoffs last year there's they they're not just one or two weapons away they need to rebuild that entire defense now their secondary is decent it's be- it's more than decent you know they have darnell savage J.R. alexander kevin king their secondary is decent but their front eight is very very poor we saw how they were absolutely obliterated by san francisco's versatile run game and then on offense we saw the way that the pack how how reliant the packers were on Devontae adams that Teams, all they had to do was double or triple cover Devontae Adams and just threw the entire offense off. And especially with them not being able to get their running game going with like a weak offensive line, weak, with weak offensive line play. You know, the state of the Packers franchise is in much disarray, as much as people don't like to admit. And... Jordan Love was just the start of the way the Packers are going to blow up their organization.
1: So personally, I was wrong about this Packers team last season and I was fooled by their 13 and 3 record. But in reality, this was not a great football team last season. And by that, I don't I'm not meaning to say that they were a 7 and 9 team that wound up winning 13 and 3 that wound up winning 13 games. They are still by NFL standards a top 10 team some, somewhere around there Not that's not what this topic is about but I think that their offensive line legitimately got bullied in the NFC Championship by the 49ers and Aaron Rodgers gets the criticism that he holds on to the ball too long which is completely valid but at the same time he just did not get a lot of help from that offensive line and I think that the Packers are going to have to Draft more linemen, rebuild a little bit, and I think that Aaron Rodgers' time is in Green Bay is going to come to an end soon. As currently he hasn't had the supporting cast that he requires and also he hasn't been able to elevate the guys around him. So I think that there's going to be we're going to see Aaron Rodgers on a different football jersey in in a few years.
0: Yeah, and I think I think the really interesting part about this is what happens this year. You know, we've been talking about the long-term impact and, you know, he's going to be the successor, what's going to happen to Aaron Rodgers. But what happens this year and next year, is that's what I'm really interested to see because we know how in the past how Aaron Rodgers has reacted to these very public and social things. He himself doesn't have a good relationship with his family that's well-known. He doesn't take to these things that happen in public very nicely. You know, he's he's not that type of guy. And with the Packers making a clear, you know, very, it's a very indirect statement, but very, very clear to many that, look, Aaron, you're not the future of our franchise anymore. We don't believe in you. We've drafted a guy that we think is going to take over for you. And when you make that type of indirect statement to Aaron Rodgers without even talking about it previously, you know, like how to handle this type of thing. I just want to see what happens this season because will is he going to is he going to get extra motivated by Jordan Love being there and take offense to what the Packers said and elevate his game, elevate his team? Is a wide receiver going to step up? And then, you know, at the end of next season, you know, the team says, okay, you know, maybe we can hold off on Jordan Love a little bit and, you know, help Aaron Rodgers in the short run. You know, how does Aaron Rodgers take to Jordan Love's selection? That's what I'm most interested to see this year and next year.
1: So in the short term, like definitely I'm interested to see what goes on. But here's here's how I think the Packers are sort of going to be in 2020. So they they also lost Brian of their right tackle, and signed Rick Wagner from the Lions, which is also a downgrade at right tackle. So this offensive line is not looking too well. But the it through their draft, the Packers showed that they want to build a strong running game, as that's the the building block and the the foundation on which um am Blanking on the Packers head coach's name. Oh, Matt Lafleur. Matt Lafleur. Thank you. Matt Lafleur's offense is built on. So they want to use this their zone running scheme. They they drafted a running back in. uh, A.J. Dillon, and a fullback Josiah DeGuara, so they're looking to pound the rock and possibly make things easier on Aaron Rodgers, but, ultimately, if I had to say. Right now, today, how things are going to go down for the Packers. I don't think things are going to be too pretty. And they're not going to win a whole lot of... Oh, well, I'm not going to say that they're not going to make the playoffs. They might still, but the NFC is loaded. And they're going to have to play a first-place schedule next year. And I don't think that they have the pieces in order to have success. And they're rebuilding and getting their guys together in order to build a strong roster when... Eventually, Jordan Love takes over for Aaron Rodgers.
0: Yeah, I'm with you there. This season is going to be very, very interesting for the Packers uh, and Aaron Rodgers. But, you know, we've been talking about what the Jordan Love selection means for the Packers organization and Aaron Rodgers and their relationship. We haven't even touched upon Jordan Love, the quarterback. Like, this dude is a freak. He is a monster. I mean... He he comes from a smaller school in Utah State, not the best coaching. He he didn't have the best team uh, the previous year. You know he didn't. Lead, he's not he's not some top tier quarterback. But when when you watch the film on this guy, it just jumps out to you, and it speaks Patrick Mahomes. There are just some things about NFL quarterbacks, some intangibles that you can't teach, and Jordan Love shows all of them. He is a strong-arm gunslinger. He can throw the pigskin around. And he is not afraid to throw the ball and step into a throw, even with a 6-foot, 300-pound defensive lineman coming in on him. And he will throw that ball, and he can throw it accurately. So there are just some... That's just one of the few intangibles that Jordan Love shows. And, I mean, this dude, the quarterback, Jordan Love, this dude is insane. And I believe, you know... As I was saying earlier, Jordan Love is in the best hands possible. Like who wouldn't want to be in a Matt LaFleur system sitting behind Aaron Rodgers, learning all of that stuff and then putting that together with your already amazing intangibles. Like Jordan Love is in a position where he can take off and become one of the great off- uh, great quarterbacks in the league.
1: I definitely agree with you and for Jordan Love getting drafted by Green Bay and getting the opportunity to learn under Aaron Rodgers is a gift. And when I did my um, quarterback breakdown for the 2020 NFL Draft, I studied a lot of Jordan Love. I watched a lot of his film. And really, what makes Jordan Love so great is his intuitive playing style and his innate ability to play quarterback. And straight up, he's just a playmaker, inside and outside of the pocket. He has the ability to throw the ball with great fluidity, and from a multitude of platforms, arm angles, everything you want in a quarterback, he has it. But when things get off schedule, that's when love turns into a two-sided coin. He runs around a lot and tries to make plays, but many plays are made, but many costly mistakes were made as well. Against Wake Forest, there was a minute 8 left on the clock, and his team was down 3, and they had a chance to go down, kick a field goal to tie it, or score a touchdown and win the game. But he seemed fixated, you know, on winning it all with one play. There was pressure up the A-gap, he was panicking, just running out, chucking the ball, making horrible decisions. But then right after that, still on 3rd down, he rolled right and had an impeccable ball, putting his team around midfield. Then finally his mistakes caught up with him and he threw a pick to end the game. So what Love really has to do is work on his decision-making and the mental aspect of the game as he has all the physical gifts.
0: And, you know, I'm not, I'm not worried about, you know, Jordan Love not learning that. The mental game, how to, how to get that NFL experience... That that real NFL experience. I'm not worried about that, especially because he's in a system and an organization with the Packers. That that's what they preach. They they you know, with Aaron Rodgers and the stuff that he's done and the stuff that he's you know, Jordan Love is gonna you know learn uh, from Aaron Rodgers. Like this, just seeing the way he plays the game. I am not a tad bit concerned about the mental aspect of the game and his mistakes, you know, in the future, you know, catching up to him on an NFL field. Look, with Jordan Love, these are just, it's just part of the learning process. I'm going to look at Patrick Mahomes here. Patrick Mahomes, he was similar to Jordan Love in the sense, Texas Tech, small school. Uh, he comes, you know, he sits, he sits in the Andy Reid, Alex Smith system. Perfect for learning, you know, the game and, you know, different things, especially coming from a smaller school. You know, he, he would always used to run around. Just, you know, he, would, he was the playmaker. But, you know, when he went into that Andy Reid-Alex Smith system and sat back and learned, he learned about, you know, the footwork, how to control himself, the mental game, you know, all these different things. And while still being himself, being the playmaker that he is. And so I'm not a tad bit concerned about Jordan Love learning these things, because every NFL quarterback has to go through that little phase where they just learn about the game, develop their game, you know, still stay themselves, but just learn about the fundamentals of football and how to play the game.
1: I definitely agree, but when we make this Patrick Mahomes comp with Jordan Love, it has to be noted that Patrick Mahomes is what he is today, not just because of his own talent, hard work, and skill but because he is fortunate to have Andy Reid, an incredible coaching staff, and a plethora of talent to support him. And this is not a knock on Mahomes. So now, the, after ha- drafting Jordan Love, there is there is this narrative, and the Packers sort of have a reputation for having, quote-unquote, wasted some of the best years in Aaron Rodgers' career. So I'm, I don't know how far that necessarily is true, but you get the sense that Aaron Rodgers could have been much more successful than what he has been in the past years. But the Packers can't make that same mistake with Jordan Love. They're going to have his rookie contract now, and they're going to have to put pieces around him and hit the ground running and make sure that they allow Jordan Love to hit his full potential because there is so much potential to be had here with Jordan Love
0: you know let's just hope and pray that the packers learn from their past mistakes and don't you know waste the amazing talent that Jordan Love is and waste some of his best years let's just hope the packers look back at their past mistakes and say we can't do that no more we have to use our quarterback who's on a rookie deal who signed to an extension whatever it may be we have to use Jordan Jordan Love's talent to the best of its ability and get this team to the promised land.
1: And even just looking at their, at them moving up to draft Jordan Love, I think that Matt LaFleur and the Packers front office, they understand what, they understand the immense talent that Jordan Love has, and I think they will do justice by it. Thank you for listening to the third episode of our podcast, The Backfield Rift. Stay tuned for our next episode. Until then, it's been Satvik Srinivas
0: and Arnav Rastogi.
1: Stay safe and take care.